0: Love Talk Radio
1: Good afternoon, welcome to a special edition of That's Entertainment I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs Broadcasting live from the NYC On today's show, I'm talking with actress Akimi Look Akimi is best known in such movies as The Un- The Unbidden, How to Make It in America, and Manifest Mind, just to name a few. Now she can be seen in the movie The Man from Earth, Hollison, which is a sequel to the first one, The Man from Earth, which is currently in theaters. It also stars uh, David Lee Smith, William Catt, Vanessa L. Williams, and Sterling Knight. Please welcome my special guest, Akimi Look.
0: Hi Akimi. Hi Tammy, how are you? I'm great. Thank
1: you for uh taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: I want to go uh back to the beginning of your career when you started out. Uh you have uh, you are a well-known um uh, dancer, you had performed at the Alvin Ailey uh, School for Ballet, you was also a junior uh, Olympic, Olympic champion. How do you know when it was time to go into acting?
0: Well, I have always loved, I've always wanted to act, um, even when I was a little girl. And so when I would express that um, interest my parents were sort of like, you know, uh, you know, do you see anyone on TV that looks like you? And it was sort of this like feedback loop of, no, <laughs> there's no one in entertainment that looks like you. Um, and so I think that I was, I was discouraged from an early age not to pursue a career in acting. Um, and it wasn't until later in life, after I had. You know, tons of experience in the performing arts. That I was like, you know what? I really love performing, and this is something that I've always wanted to explore. And if I don't do it now, then who knows what will happen? I might, I might regret it. And um, so I was uh, on scholarship at the Ailey School in New York. I had moved to New York City by myself. Um, at the age of 19 to pursue a career in modern dance. And I received a scholarship at this prestigious school. And um, about halfway through the program, I got injured. Hmm. I was just walking down the street and um, blew my ankle out on a cracked sidewalk, basically. (laughs) Um, And so while I was still healing um, and in a boot, pretty much, I took my first acting class at the Stella Adler School of Acting in New York and completely fell in love with it. Um, It totally opened up this whole other world of language, um, words, plays, um, beautiful playwrights that I had never really discovered before. And I was able to um, really fall in love with this new medium, I totally fell in love. I mean, I, I, you know, when people say they got the bug, Mm -hmm. um, yes, that's, that's absolutely when it happened was, was me finding my voice. Um, Because, you know, as a dancer and as a former gymnast, I spent most of my life silent um, and only expressing myself through movement with my body and through the language of movement. So to, find words to express what I was feeling so eloquently was something that really, really transformed my life in a very profound way. Now,
1: I know that it's funny that you mentioned that, um, there's not, um, when you watch television today and movies today, there are not a lot of Asian American actors in lead roles. of uh, mm-hmm. actually, um, Uh, The Korean-American actor Edward Hung, Uh, he had did an interview. Yes, and he said that the problem with Hollywood, that there are a lot of opportunities for Asian-American actors, but it's always for small roles or one-liners. And he always said if you want to be the, the stereotype nail owner or store owner or the tech guy, those are parts, but you know you rarely get a chance to be the main character, or you're in the background and you're just not saying anything. Do you have you found that to be a real problem for yourself, or have you ever experienced these, uh, like when you see very few lead roles and and pay discrepancies for Asian American actors?
0: Absolutely. I mean, when I first started out, the roles were. Slim to none. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: when I moved to LA five years ago, I really made it my mission to seek out the storytellers, um, Asian American storytellers, whether they were directors or writers or producers in Asian American cinema um, or who were writing stories, who were telling our stories, who were actively trying to tell Asian-American stories with Asian-American leads. Um, and I think that I found, I was able to find a pool of them. Um, they were, some of them were still students. Some of them um, are independent filmmakers like Quentin Lee, who did um, The Unbidden. Mm-hmm. But there are filmmakers out there who are actively Writing Asian American stories and with Asian American lead actors, and that was a mission for me when I set out to find roles for myself. Was that you know I don't I don't get fulfillment by being in the background or being just you know a a, um, a prop almost a human prop or color diversity sprinkle in the background to say, oh, look, our film is diverse or our show is diverse. We have people of color in the background, which is like nine times out of (laughs) ten what's been happening in Hollywood and um, in in filmmaking these days. But I I see the tides turning. I see it changing. And I see that, you know, more and more Asian-American directors who normally probably would have casted white leads are now reconsidering that and kind of looking at their own stories and saying, is this, is this how I want to tell this story? Or can I, can I put in an Asian American actor or character? Can I write that person in and have it still be just as meaningful and layered and complex? So um, I I definitely actively sought out because really what we need is we need storytellers behind the camera, storytellers, writers who are interested in writing these characters. That's really, truly what we need.
1: Yes, and I know that um you know like you said and a few networks are starting to tell the Asian American story too like of ABC did Fresh Off the Boat, um mm-hmm. designated survivor with Maggie Q, uh even David Wu is in the AMC uh martial art drama, I think it's into the Badlands. Into the so
0: Badlands. Yeah, yes,
1: so we're starting to see more. Now, what is interesting um actor um uh i think it's uh, De, uh day kim i can't remember the first day name. kim yes yes yeah Daniel he, day kim mm-hmm. yes this past summer um he had uh, wrote to his followers and everything that uh he and grace park were leaving hawaii 50 because of the they were getting less Than their white co-stars And it was so sad Mm -hmm. for him to write that Because a lot of people watch the show People are familiar with the show And, you know, like you say, We need more of the Asian-American experience Writing the stories, directing, telling the story As an actress yourself Do you hope to one day to be behind the uh, camera And to write your own uh, story of the Asian-American experience?
0: Absolutely. I have, I, I've have been writing um, like crazy recently, and um, I just finished a pilot. I would love to direct, and I think it's important for actors to empower themselves um, with producing their own projects. So as soon as I have capital or as soon as I have something that I want to truly truly make um, and, and really get it going, I, I I really believe that that's the only way to, to really tell our stories is if we do it ourselves. We can't wait around for, you know, uh, um, someone else to tell our stories. And um, I think that was the biggest lesson for me being here the last five years was that, you know, if I really – if I'm not seeing the roles that I am dying to play and they're not available to me, I have to write them. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely my dream to write and star in my own show. Um, it's definitely, I have a pipeline of dream projects and dream roles that, um, I hope one day I'll be able to produce um, and I, I, I am interested in directing. I think that it's an incredible medium, and um, the more that I study film, the more um, passionate I become about the directing process, and um, it's interesting to watch other directors and see how they work because you learn so much from them as well. So I have been considering film school and, um, that, and that for my future, but... Um, yeah, I, I think it's definitely definitely something that I'm looking forward to, being, now being behind the camera as well.
1: Yes. Now, you have played in some incredible movies, uh, Love, Work, and Other Demons, Women in Fragments, The Unbidden, uh, How to Make It in America. Into the Desert, Manifest Mind, out of all of those movies that you've done and the roles that you have played, did, is there one that stands out to say that was one of my favorites? Yeah,
0: I mean, Woman in Fragments was probably an inc- one of the one of the milestones, I think, of my career because I had read that script and it was written for an Asian-American modern dancer. And the second I got the breakdown, I, at first, was like, oh, my gosh, this
1: is,
0: this can't be, this is too good, this is too, this is too close to me. Um, and, And then I read the script, and I remember that I had the audition the next day, and I stayed up all night working on the audition. And I remember reading the film and just crying my eyes out of how, How much I related to that character's journey and her experience in terms of um, taking care of her sick mother and um, everything that her mother had sacrificed as a single mom, um, everything that she had sacrificed in giving up her dream to support her daughter and now that her daughter has this dream you know does she have to give it up as well in order to take care of her mom and there were so many layers in terms of cultural expectations in terms of artistic dreams um and that film was a profound experience for me because you know we shot uh so chuan zhao chuan zhao is um an incredible young Uh, Chinese filmmaker, and I had uh, he was a student at AFI. This is his AFI thesis film, and we it, we ended up premiering it at the Cannes Film Festival, um, which was huge for me. I had never this is my first ever lead role in a film, and to have it go so far and play play all over the world, and it won a bunch of awards, um, and I got to. Uh, I got to work with a choreographer and I got to dance in it, which I hadn't danced in years. So this was something that I got to revisit a, a, a past passion of mine. And I fell in love with dancing again. And it was so, it was such a beautiful life moment for me because it completely redefined how I approached my craft, how I approached projects um, We also filmed on actual film, which was crazy. Um, uh, Our DP shot on actual film, which was uh, a challenge in and of itself because I had a limited number of takes. Um, So, yeah, I would say that one definitely stands out in terms of experiences for myself.
1: Now, you start, you, you, you're um, in a new movie called The Man from Earth, Hollison and it's supposed to be like a sequel from the first one. When you auditioned for the part or as, as, for the supporting role in this movie, were you able to see the first one?
0: Yes. So I watched the first one in its entirety before I auditioned for it. Um, It was a taped audition, so I had to send in a self-tape. And I was blown away how incredibly intelligent the first film is written and completely fell in love with the questions that it was asking about the big life questions um, about life and about philosophy and about spirituality and science, and um, I was able to watch the first one, and I definitely encourage anyone who goes out to see The Man from Earth, Holocene, that they definitely try to watch the first one at some point, even, I think before is better, because it adds another layer of understanding to the second one, Um, but yeah, I, I, I totally, completely fell in love with the first film.
1: And I know that um, the film itself, uh, it was ranked among among the top 50 science fiction film of all time by IMDb. It also uh, has become a favorite film among fans of the genre. And AOL Sci-Fi Squad uh, listed as the top 10 best science fiction film of the decade. Were you surprised? Were you surprised or you just knew were you were just surprised that these uh you know a o l and uh i um i m d b had critiqued this and gave it so much
0: praise i was blown away because i love science fiction and this was totally not on my radar whatsoever um and so it's a cult sleeper hit it's truly and like all over the world, what I discovered is that if you go on the Man From Earth hashtag, you will see people from all over the world, fans from all over the world, writing about how much they love this film in, in every single language you can possibly, possibly imagine. Um, so from my understanding, what happened was it ended up on a BitTorrent site and was legally downloaded <laughs> all over the world. And it was all completely word of mouth um, that people were just like, you have to see this film. You have to see this film. And it became this sort of um, secret amongst like real sci-fi lovers that like, if you haven't seen this film, like you're not a true sci-fi lover. Because <laughs> this is such a, a cult uh, underground um, underground sci-fi film. And it's one of those it's one of those films that poses deep deeper human questions of you know our existence and it's something that um, I think is very rare amongst science fiction films today um, where it's a lot of like action and a lot of space. This one really poses philosophical questions and the, I really I really truly appreciate that. It's a very intelligent film.
1: Now, it also stars um, some very heavyweights in Hollywood. Uh, Yes. uh, William Cat, Vanessa L. Mm -hmm. Williams, Sterling Knight, David Lee Smith. What was it like working with these? Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yes.
1: How was Um, it like working with these these
0: very heavyweights in Hollywood? Yeah. um, Well, when Vanessa Williams first got cast, I was very excited because I've been a, a, a fan of hers forever. Um, but when I, so I was shooting, uh, one morning and I had a very early call time. And since it's an indie, you know, we share, um, sort of like a waiting room trailer, a holding room. And, um, Michael Dorn was sitting next to me and just sort of doing his New York times crossword puzzle, minding his own business. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, we said hello to each other and good morning. And um, and all of a sudden, my uh, my castmate, Carlos, came in, and they said hello. And then Carlos sort of turned to me. And he was like, wow, he sounds like Barack Obama. And I was like, I know, he has such an incredible voice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know that voice from somewhere. And so I sheepishly on my phone um, looked up looked his name up on the call sheet because I didn't know that he had been cast in it. Um, I looked his name up on the call sheet and immediately screamed because I did not recognize him without his um, Klingon <laughs> uh, prosthetics on. And for me, Worf what is all time so I started screaming (laughs) and Michael looked at me and he was like is ever is everything okay (laughs) and I I was just like oh my gosh I just like figured out who you are um and I am freaking out inside and I started crying (laughs) and told him how much of a fan i was and then proceeded to uh fangirl out the rest of the day and he was so kind about it um, i think this must happen to him a lot where people don't recognize him without all of the klingon um prosthetics and and his his, his costume because you don't people don't know what he really know what he looks like
1: exactly. um, without it.
0: at least i did and so he totally slipped under my radar um but we had a good laugh about it after, and he he was such a good sport. And then, ended up just like quoting his famous Wharf quotes like all throughout the day in his Wharf voice, and just totally totally made my whole day. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah. So I that know, was Amazing. <laughs> yes. Now I know the movie
1: is only playing in selected theaters. Mm-hmm. Um. Is 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 there a reason why? or Is it just because it's more like a
0: a, a smaller production, or? Yeah, it's a super tiny indie, and and that's the thing is that um, I think that people like expect these sort of. Um, th- this film was crowdfunded on Kickstarter. Okay. And so yeah, so this is a. a a project of love this is a passion project of the filmmakers and um there was not a lot of money involved um and you know we have a very tiny distributor who's doing their best to get it out um but again you know this is a this is truly like an underdog indie film and so right now it really depends on um how well it does in the theaters and i, I do i do think it's going to um expand to, i know it's going to expand to other cities um in the us and then it's going to be on uh a, some streaming platforms i believe in november um so so people from all over the world can um download it off of the internet um but yeah i really you know I went to go see it in Pasadena on opening night, and it was with a bunch of my friends. And it was really surreal to to be in a in a theater, watching myself on the big screen. And um, I'm very proud of the film, and I'm very proud of my work in the film. So I hope that people get a chance to see it because it's a very exciting film. Now, explain to to the listeners what is your character, what role
1: your character play in the movie.
0: Yeah, so um so this the Man from Earth holocene takes place 10 years after the first one. So at this point, um John Oldman from the first movie is at a is teaching as a um university professor at a very small college and I am one of his students who um figures out his secret and if you haven't seen the first one definitely go watch the first one again to understand what his secret is um but my character is really the one that drives this film forward of um really f- trying to understand how this is even possible putting to putting the puzzle pieces together she's very much like a nancy drew type character where she has this evidence and is trying to find the truth
1: wow now i know that after this um you're going to be seen in uh disney a wrinkle in time which is supposed to be released next year
0: in 2018 yes with a crazy insane past and with oh, the yes. incredible ava duvernay who i am i have been a huge fan of hers for a long time and just love everything that she's doing um yeah, I'm very excited about that. The cast is insane. I'm like, yes. every day. I, <laughs> I was
1: reading, I said it, it, it stars Oprah Winfrey, Chris Pine, mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon. I think Mindy Kaling is in that.
0: Yes, yep, Mindy Kaling. And, uh-huh. well, how do you get, now, how did this role come about? Uh, well, my agents just sent me in for the audition, and um, I ended up booking it just, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that um, I I was a fan of the book growing up, and so when I saw that Ava DuVernay was directing this, and I and I saw you know the the, the casting announcements announcements come out, and then I saw that I had an audition for it, wow. I was on cloud nine, and. Um, and so I am so honored and so blessed because this is my very first studio film, and to have it be helmed by a woman of color who is totally pushing the conversation forward and fighting for so many social justice issues that I also care about, um, it's one of those things where I, just to be a part of her vision of the world is, and her vision of storytelling and her vision of Hollywood is, I'm all about it.
1: <laughs> She's a wow.
0: Well, we definitely
1: can't wait. And I, I saw, I think I saw a trailer of the movie, and the visual is just amazing, mm-hmm. and the and the costumes. I mean, it's, it's
0: incredible. I can't wait to see it. Um, yes, it's going to be so fantastic. I, everyone that worked on that film put their entire heart and soul into it, and it's just going to be stunning.
1: Wow,
0: and Akimi, it's truly a
1: diverse cast, yeah. Yes, it is. I noticed that. Yes. It's it's a uh, yes. very. Oh, I, I just can't wait. I'm, I'm just as excited yes. as you are to
0: yes. wait for this
1: in uh, 2018. Uh, Akimi, before I let you go, can um, can the fans know where they can follow you on social media?
0: Yes. Um, so my Twitter handle is at. Akemi Look, A-K-E-M-I-L-O-O-K. That's also my Instagram handle. And then my website is akemilook.com.
1: Wow. Akemi, I want to thank you again for uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today. And I just want to wish you much continued success.
0: Thank you so much, Tammy. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. And uh again, we're looking forward to seeing more projects from you and hopefully we'll have you on again for maybe a project that you might be writing and directing it sometime yes. soon. Yes, fingers
0: <laughs> crossed. Look out for it. <laughs> I'll thank keep you, you posted Tammy. Thank you. Yo, thank you. Ha- have a nice day. Okay, okay you too. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was a very talented Akimi look. Make sure you check out uh, The Man from Earth, Hollison. It's only in selected theaters as an indie film. And also look out for her in Disney's a Wrinkle in Time Which was Coming out In 2018 It's that's the Movie that's Directed by Ava DuVernay And it also Starred Oprah Winfrey Chris Pine Reese Witherspoon Mindy Kaling And also If you have a chance Make sure you Check out um, Akimi's Line of Work Movies Again she Was in um, Love, Work And Other Demons Women in Fragments The Unbidden How to Make it In America That was a, a Movie on HBO Manifest that's by Into the Desert, very talented young lady, Right now we have here one thirty here on the East Coast. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to a special edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the ladies in entertainment news, celebrity news, celebrity interviews, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when we broadcast live. Also, make sure you follow us on, on Twitter at That's Entertain one that's T-H-A-T-S, entertain. And the number one, like us on Facebook. We have a fan page. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment.radio. And if you want to uh, keep in touch with Akemi and find out what projects she's doing, what her next roles are going to be, follow her on Twitter at Akemi Look. That's A-K-E-M-I, L-O-O-K, L-O-O-K, and that's also her Instagram handle as well. And also check out her website. I forgot to ask her about that. Uh, her website is akimilook.com. Right now we've got 30 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take a commercial break, and we'll be back with the latest entertainment news for the week. Don't go anywhere. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. And Britney Spears, I've had the pleasure of singing all over this great nation, but today I'm lending my voice to the 15 million
0: kids in America struggling with hunger.
1: Every year, billions of pounds of excess food go to waste, while one in five children may be left without enough food for a meal. But it doesn't have to be this way. That's why the Feeding America Nationwide Network, of food banks helps to get food to families in need. Visit feedingamerica.org to learn how you can help. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America.
0: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
1: Tune in to
0: That's Entertainment, the number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio.
1: Right now, we have uh, 28 minutes left remaining in the show. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to a special edition of That's Entertainment. If you missed the first half hour of the show, my special guest was actress Akemi Look. Akemi is an Asian-American actress who's been in such film as Love, Work, and Other Demons, Women in Fragment, How to Make it in America, and right now she can be seen in a supporting role of an indie film called The Man from Earth, Hollison, which is a sequel from the first one called The Man from Earth. It also stars David Lee Smith, William, William Catt, Vanessa L. Williams, Sterling Knight, Michael Dorn, so um, if you uh, just check out the website, you can see where it's playing. Also, she's going to be seen in the Disney, A Wrinkle in Time, which will be coming out in 2018. It's directed by Ava DuVernay, and it also stars Oprah Winfrey, Chris Pine, Reese Witherspoon, and Mindy Kaling, so make sure you check out for that. Well, you know, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's time for the latest uh, entertainment news for the week. So uh, let's get it started. Uh, Hit it. All right. Well, following allegations of sexual harassment against Harvey Weinstein, the movie and television studio he helped to found quick, swiftly, uh, fired him as a employee uh, yesterday, Tuesday, during a meeting convened to affirm that dismissal. Mr. Weinstein resigned from the Weinstein Company Board. The remnants of the Weinstein Company Board include the other co-founder, Bob Weinstein. Uh, it was convened on Tuesday at the Manhattan offices of uh, the Debbie Vols and Plimpton, a law firm hired by the studio to investigate allegations made against Harvey Weinstein. And at the meeting, the board rectified its decision to terminate his employment. And uh, right now, Harvey is uh, he's in Arizona now, where representatives say he is seeking therapy, and he had to phone into the two-hour meeting and resign. Uh, Once a top supplier of prestigious mind dramas, the Weinstein Company has been in free fall since investigations by the New York Times and the New Yorker revealed sexual harassment and rape allegations against Harvey Weinstein going back decades. And over the last week and a half, more than 30 women have come forward publicly with stories of encounters with him. And the police in New York and London have started looking into some claims against Mr. Weinstein, who has denied any allegation of non-consensual sex. Now, Bob Weinstein, who had insisted that he did not know the extent of his brother's behavior, has been pushing to keep the studio running by renaming it and recruiting women to occupy all the vacant board seats, according to two people that was brief on the matter. Um, They said on Monday that the studio has announced that it had reached a preliminary agreement with the investment firm, uh, Colony Capital, uh, for a cast infusion to stabilize the operation. Uh, they said that the amount was undisclosed, but several films are still scheduled for release, and production is underway on a cluster of television shows so they're saying a lot of uh, shows and programming are still under the Harvard Weinstein Company, but they're trying to uh I guess they're trying to make sure that uh they still go forward with it, but they you know they have to work out what they're gonna do. Uh, speaking of uh, Bob Weinstein, who is Harvey Weinstein's brother, he was also hit by sexual harassment allegations. A female showrunner who worked on the Weinstein Company produced series The Miss accused him of sexually harassing her during the production of the Spike TV series. Amanda Siegel, an EP of The Miss, alleged that Weinstein repeatedly made numerous romantic overtures to her and asked her to join him for private dinners. Siegel said that Weinstein started harassing her in June of 2016 and continued for three months until Siegel lawyer David Fox of of, uh, Bimmin Greenspan informed TWC executives, including the COO, David Glasser, that she would leave the show if Weinstein did not stop contacting her on personal matters. In response to the allegation, a representative for Weinstein issued a statement denying the accusation. Uh, They said that the Bob Weinstein had dinner with Miss Siegel in L.A. in June of 2016. He denied any claim that he behaved inappropriately at or after the dinner, and it's most unfortunate that any such claim has been made. Now, a rep for TWC also denied that Fox contacted Glazer regarding the alleged sexual harassment, and the rep added that the COO did communicate with Siegel, but his involvement in addressing the situation was minimal. Now, Spike TV, meanwhile, said in the statement, quote, we take all allegations of this nature very seriously and are investigating, unquote. Barbara Walters landed in hot water as a video of Corey Feldman interview on The View resurfaced amid Harvey Weinstein's sexual harassment scandal. In the old clip, Feldman said that there, that there were Hollywood pedophilers preying on young actresses and actors now instead of getting sympathy Feldman was scolded by Walters she said quote you're damaging an entire industry however the actor refused to back down saying quote I'm sorry I'm not trying to I'm just trying to say that it's very important and it's a serious topic as the old video resurfaced, Feldman received a lot of support while Walters faced backlash. Neither Barbara Walters nor, nor ABC, which housed The View, offered any comments on the backlash. Back in 2014, Walters also defended Woody Allen, who was accused of child molestation. She retired from the ABC talk show three years ago, but she still served as the executive producer. Recent reports suggest her health was declining. She became forgetful, fearful of falling, and isolated. Her representative, however, denied the rumors saying that they see Barbara every two to three weeks, and she's fine. She said um, they actually see her next week for tea. And speaking of Woody Allen, um, Woody Allen also came forth and kind of put Harvey Weinstein on blast. But a lot of people were looking at Woody kind of side eye because they were saying, well, he is one to talk because he ended up having a relationship with his adopted daughter and marrying her and having kids by her. So that's calling the kettle black, isn't it? Also, uh Reese Witherspoon has come forward about her own harrowing sexual assault experience amid mounting allegations against Once again, Harvey Weinstein, the 41-year-old who began her acting career as a child, revealed at the L Women in Hollywood event on Monday that she was sexually assaulted by a director when she was just 16. Witherspoon decided to make her comment after calling it a really hard week for women in Hollywood and all over the world. The Big Little Lie producer and star Said that her experience came back to her Vividly after so many women shared Their stories of sexual harassment And assault With who was 16 in 1993 starred in three projects at the time A Far Off Place Jack the Bear and the TV miniseries Return to Lonesome Dove It's unclear if the director Who she claimed sexually assaulted her Was directing one of the movies Or TV shows in which she starred Dozens of women have come forward accusing film producer Weinstein of sexual harassment in the past few weeks, including actresses Cara Delevingne, Ashley Judd, Anne Gwyneth Paltrow, Rose McGowan, and a few other women even alleged that the Hollywood honcho raped them. And the world's most famous kick line can rest assured that Harvey Weinstein has been booted from their lives. It's the Rockettes, yes. The... Seasonal New York Spectacular is anyone's guess, but some dancers are glad to know that Weinstein will not be waiting in the wings when and if the summer program he helped launch takes the stage next year. A lot of the dancers thought he was a creepy old man. They were talking about Harvey Weinstein. They said that in a recent uh when told about the recent news of the movie Mogul. Uh, they added a statement saying that they were relieved that he won't be standing in the back of the dark theater taking notes. So they found that a little creepy and weird. Now the which it is, you know, here he's, you know, they're doing their job, kicking and, you know, performing for tourists and people all over the world, and he's in the back taking notes in the dark. Now, the New York Spectacular was launched as a, a collaboration between Weinstein Live Entertainment and James Dolan MSG Entertainment in 2014, but its debut was uh, postponed when the producers decided it wasn't up to par. The program returned last year and then took a break this year when Radio City went back to hosting the Tony Awards, which has briefly moved to the Beacon Theater in 2016 to make room for the Rockets. Weinstein was not a producer that year. It was announced last week that Radio City will host the Tonys again on June 10th, though the uh, Rockets website currently says only that the show is coming next summer, 2018. No dates have been announced, but whatever happens next won't involve Weinstein. And get this, an ex-member of the Pussycat Dolls claimed the girl group was actually a prostitution ring in which the performers had to sleep with whoever they were told, but another member says she blatantly is lying. Kaya Jones, who was part of the group from 2003 to 2005, made the explosive allegation in a series of tweets. She said, quote, my truth, I wasn't in a girl group. I was in a prostitution ring. Oh, and we happen to sing and be famous while everyone who owned us made the money. She also delved in further into these allegations in her subsequent post, Ethan, which she published in span of a little over an hour. She also said to be a part of the team, you must be a team player, meaning sleep with whoever they say. If you don't, they have nothing on you to leverage. Yes, I say leverage, meaning after they turn you out or get you hooked on drugs, they use it against you. Correct. Victimizing the victim again, unquote. Now, Jones, who is 33, said the situation was bad enough to make her leave her dreams and a $13 million record deal behind. She departed the group shortly before the Pussycat Doll exploded as one of the biggest musical acts of the mid-2000s with hits like Don't Ya and Buttons. Uh, she also said that the den mother from hell. She wanted to confess why another one of her girl groups, uh, one of the another girl from the girl group, committed suicide. She said, "Tell the public how you mentally broke us." But Robin Anton, the Pussycat Dolls founder denies Jones' prostitution ring allegations, She told Blast that Jones' accusations are disgusting, ridiculous lies, while contending that Jones was never actually a permanent member of the group, but rather in the group on a trial basis. She also finds it disrespectful for Jones to reference Simone Battle's suicide, and uh, Battle took her own life in 2014. Now, an attorney for the Pussycat Doll is reportedly preparing a warning for Jones to stop making these allegations with threats of potential legal ramifications. The Pussycat Dolls disbanded in 2010 after lead singer Nicole Scherzinger left the aspiration of a solo career, but the group has recently hinted at a reunion. And Gerard Butler's injuries in a motorcycle accident were more serious than he initially let on. The 47-year-old actor revealed to Entertainment Tonight during the premiere of his new movie Geostorm at the TCL Chinese Theater in Hollywood that he injured his foot. The crash which happened in Los Angeles made him really appreciate how precious life is. He said, quote, because I could have landed any number of ways that would have taken me out, I had five fractures in my right foot alone and a bunch of stupid stuff. A, a, a torn meniscus, but I'll be fine." unquote. Gerard Butler was joined by co-star Abby Cornish and Jim Sturgis During the screening The movie is coming out in theaters this weekend It's about a network of satellites Designed to control the global climate Which starts to attack Earth It's a race against the clock To uncover the real threat Before a worldwide geostorm Wipes out everything and everyone The actor was last seen on the big screen In Gods of Egypt and London Has Fallen in 2016 His next project includes Action thriller Hunter Killer and den of thieves he's also signed on for angel has fallen and ed sharon he's on a break from his world tour and it was less than perfect the singer showed off a cast on his right arm in a monday morning instagram post saying that he was injured while riding his bike it's unclear where sharon injured his arm and and how it happened though the london Evening standard reported that he broke it after being hit by a car in the british capital on monday morning he is slated to perform in Taiwan on October 22nd according to his website before other upcoming gigs in Asia and a series of Australian shows next year. Uh, Sharon who is right-handed was also wearing a sling on his left arm in his Instagram post and it's unclear if he will allow to accompany his on, him, accompany him on stage. But I think um, there, just Something just came over the wire that he m- might be postponing those uh, dates in Asia. Um, I have to keep you posted on that. And the nominations of this year's Soul Train Award has just been announced. Salon Knowles and Bruno Mars lead the pack. The former, uh, former received seven nominations, and the latter trailed closely behind with six nods. Other stars with multiple nominations include Chris Brown, Khaled, and... S- uh, SZA. Now Bruno Mars, Chris Brown, and Khaled are up for Best R&B Soul Male Artist. The other nominees are Bryson Tiller and The Weeknd. Meanwhile, Salon and SZA are vying for Best R&B Soul Female Artist, along with Keelani, Leila Hathaway, see, and Mary J. Bly. Salon, Bruno Mars, and Chris Brown are additional nominated for a Video of the Year along with the. Uh, a video of the year, along with Beyonce and DJ Khaled. Salon and Bruno Mars are also up for album of the year, alongside Mary J., The Weeknd, and SZA. And meanwhile, Cardi B. received a nod for Rhythm and Bar Award, thanks to her hit single, Bodak Yellow. She is pitted against DJ Khaled, French Montana, Kendrick Lamar, and Yo Gotti. DJ Khaled added another nod in Song of the Year. He joins Bruno Mars, Khaled, Salon, and Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover. On top of that, Khaled and SZA are up for Best New Artist, along with Kevin Ross, H.E.R., H-E-R and Six, uh, Salat. Uh, the winner will be celebrated at the ceremony on November 5th in Las Vegas. The gala will be aired on November 26th on BET. Tony Braxton is set to receive the Dawn Cornelius Legend Award, while female R&B trio SWV will be feted with the Lady of Soul Award. Musical guests are expected to be announced in the coming weeks. The hosts haven't been confirmed either, but Erica Badu served as the MC for the last two years. And Miley Cyrus will be making her fourth appearance on Saturday Night Live, but this time she will appear as a musical guest. The show official Twitter account shared the news saying, hashtag SNL returns on November 4th with host Larry David and musical guest Miley Cyrus. Just like her prior experience appearances on the show, the Wrecking Ball singer will most likely appear in several sketches. Meanwhile, comedian Larry David is confirmed to host the NBC show for the second time. Larry once hosted the show after his resemblance with uh, politician Bernie Sanders it's inspired the show crew to bring the Seinfeld co-creator as a host. The episode turned out to be good with Larry playing Bernie in one of the sketches. Larry and Molly have worked together when the Curb Your Enthusiasm creator made an appearance in one of Hannah Montana episodes alongside his daughter. And Legendary is looking to cast big stars for an upcoming live-action adaptation of Pokemon. According to the hashtag show, the studio is setting their eyes on the likes of Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, Mark Wahlberg, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The project was first announced in 2016 amid the rise in popularity of Pokemon Go that made players chase down the virtual pocket monster in real life using GPS. Titled Detective Pikachu it is directed by Rob Letterman, who also directed Goosebumps, Monster vs. Alien. Ryan Reynolds was last seen in Life and the Hitman Bodyguard, which was released earlier this year. He will next reprise his role as the Merc with a Mount in Deadpool 2, which is scheduled to come out on June 1st, 2018. He's also rumored to return for X-Force. Hugh Jackman was last seen on the big screen in the R-rated comic, Book adaptation of Logan It marked his final appearance as Wolverine In the X-Men franchise His next project includes uh, Musical drama The Greatest Showman And the comedy drama The Front Runner. And Mark Wahlberg was last seen In Transformers The Last Night. He will next star in the comedy Daddy Home 2 and crime thriller All the Money in the World He also has a TV show called Wahlbergers Which star his family Including brother Donnie Wahlberg And The Rock will soon be seen in Jam- Jumanji, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, after his movie The Fate of the Furious and Baywatch. His next project include Rampage, Skyscraper, and Fighting with My Family, and on the small screen, he leads TV series Ballers on HBO. And on top of that, the former wrestler is signed on in the untitled Fast and Furious spinoff that will focus on his character, Luke Hobbs, and Jason Statham as Decker Shaw. The movie is due on 20, uh, in 2019, ultimately pushing back the next Fast and Furious installment, and this caused a friction with co-star Tyrese Gibson. And Meghan Markle is said to be seriously considering to give up her career amid rumors that she will be announced her engagement to Prince Harry by Christmas. A new report suggests that the Toronto-based actors will not be returning for the eighth season of the USA Network suit. Should the report be true, the decision is not coming from out of left field. Megan loves playing Rachel and feels she owes so much to Suits, but Harry can't move to Toronto, so she has to move eventually if they want to be together. And her decision to give up the biggest role of her career would, would mean a lot. Now, Megan has been with the legal drama since 2011, portraying Rachel Elizabeth Zane, a part time summer associate at Pearson Spectre Lit. Rachel is a former paralegal who is currently engaged to Patrick J. Adam, Mike Ross. And Modern Family star Ariel Winter has big plans for the next act in her career, a law degree. The 19 year old who played brainy Alex Dunphy on the hit ABC sitcom says she intends to continue acting throughout her life, but has long been passionate about becoming an attorney and is serious about making that dream a reality one day. Winter, who recently began her freshman year at UCLA, has often opened about her tumultuous childhood and upbringing by her now-estranged mother, Crystal Workman, who she says pushed her towards a career in Hollywood at a very young age. In a recent conversation with The Hollywood Reporter, she revealed her mother used to dress her in suggestive clothes, including the smallest mini skirts, sailor suits, low-cut things, and the shortest dressers you've ever seen when she was a child. She also told uh, The Hollywood Reporter that she wasn't allowed to become friends with other girls her age as a kid because her mom viewed them as competition and contend her mom restricted her food intake and didn't prioritize education as she stirred her toward a career in the entertainment industry. Her teacher on the set of Modern Family ultimately got in touch with child services with Winter's Blessing, and she moved in with her sister Chanel Gray. As of last month, Winter hasn't spoken to her mom in five years. Winter says she's considering studying, studying political science during her undergrad at UCLA. And John Rule's artistic vision was hijacked by his business partner in the fail fire festival, and uh, he just—he I, I think he was more of an innocent bystander because I think the reason why. Ja Rule got the brunt of it because he's the most famous. But uh Ja Rule, who his legal name is Jeffrey Atkins, and festival founder Billy McFarland, he they faced multiple civil suits relating to the disastrous Bahama Music Fest. Now, while Fire was built as a luxe cultural event with tickets ranging from fifteen hundred to a whopping two hundred and fifty thousand, hapless attendees uh learned soon. Upon their arrival, that the fest was missing basic necessities, including enough toilets. Now, lawyers for ticket holders and attendees, as well as Atkins' rep, met with Manhattan Federal Judge P. Kevin Castell to discuss scheduling for the court proceeding. But uh, neither McFarland nor his rep were there. Now, McFarland is also charged in the Manhattan Federal Court with two counts of wire fraud and two counts of making false statements to a bank for allegedly swindling investors into the event. He pleaded no, not guilty on October 2nd. Ja Rule has not been charged in relation to fire. And the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge will soon grow their family to five. Kansas Royal Palace confirmed on Twitter Tuesday that Kate Middleton, the wife of Prince William, is expecting the couple's third baby in April of 2018. Middleton, who's 35, suffers from acute morning sickness in her past pregnancies and appeared to be suffering from the condition again this time around. In September, she was forced to cancel an appearance due to her sickness. April is a meaningful month for the duo who wed on April 29, 2011. The pair is already proud parents to Prince George of Cambridge, who is four, and Princess Charlotte of Cambridge, who is now two. And Michael Knight, who competed in Season 3 of Project Runway, he died Tuesday morning. He was only 39. The fashion designer died after being checked into a Georgia hospital with intestinal issues. And this is according to TMZ. He revealed in July that he's been battling irritable bowel syndrome for the past five years. Um, He... They said that he took forth in the Project Runway behind Laura Bennett and Yuli uh, U- uh, Herzner and Jeffrey Sabilia. He later returned for the Project Runway All-Stars. Um, Knight, who, he went on to launch his own clothing and lingerie line and a unisex fragrance. Knight also launched the MKKM Experience at New York Fashion Week in September. So, rest in peace. And Cher has danced her way into the Mama Mia sequel. That's right. Variety confirmed on Monday that the legendary singer has been teasing an announcement on Twitter posting lyrics to Abba's Fernando and a pair of sparkling platform boots. The 70, 71-year-old singer joined Meryl Streep, Julie Walters, Christine Baranke, Amanda uh, Seyfried, Dominique Cooper, Pierce Bronson, Stellan Skarsgård, and Colin Firth, who are all set to return. Lily James, Alexa Davies, Jessica Keenan-Wynn, Jeremy Irvin, Josh Dillon, and Hugh Skinner will take on the younger version of the original characters. Cher, last movie role came in 2010 when she co-starred in Burlesque with Christina Aguilera. She won an Oscar for Best Actress in 1988 for Moonstruck and was nominated in 1984 for Best Supporting Actress for Silkwood. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again is set to premiere in July. And a woman who said that uh, rapper Nelly raped her on his tour bus in Seattle suburb last weekend is dropping her pursuit of criminal charges. News outlet report that lawyer Karen uh, Kothler said in a statement probably that her client wants to stop the investigation and would refuse to testify in court. Uh, she also said that she. The, the, her client wish, wishes that she had not called 911 because she believes the system is going to fail her. Auburn police arrested Nellie, whose real name is Cornell Hayes Jr., early Saturday in his tour bus at a Walmart. He was booked into jail and on suspicion of second-degree rape and released later that day. He has not been charged with a crime, and Nellie, attorney, had called the rape claim a complete fabricated allegation. Wow. And the 2018 Tony Award telecast on CBS once again goes to Radio City Music Hall, where their annual celebration of Broadway Best will take place on June 18. And uh, they said that the new theater season is getting into high gear. Among the shows Waiting in the Wings are the musical The Band Visit, Frozen, Mean Girl, and SpongeBob SquarePants, and the star-driven play like Meteor Shower with Amy Schumer, M. Butterfly with Clive Owens, and uh, Farinelli in The King with Mark Rylance. Nomination for the 2018 Tony's will be announced again on May 1st, 2018. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.